Grog. Hey everyone, welcome to the Sarge Shed Podcast. I'm Matthew Weir, and, well, this week, an overbearing, judgmental, inflexible matriarch. Carrie Warbis, what did you make of Jill Archer? Oh, God, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. Well, ev- everyone hates her. Actually, that's not true. Somebody said there's one person on Facebook who's singing her praises. Is it Jacob Rees-Mogg? <laughs> well, some people are saying in her defence, is it early onset dementia? And that's why she's being quite so vile at the moment. I'm not convinced about that, really. Because I think Leonard has taken her out for billions of day trips recently. And he surely would have said to Ruth or David, gosh, she's doing some quite odd things all of a sudden. And she has been vile in the past, as Ruth testified to in her glorious attack. So I don't think it is that. In the middle of that comeback from Jill, it sounded like she'd been taking voice coaching lessons from Pip. She was all over the shop, wasn't she? Going up and down, undulating all over the place. Let's do something nice and tidy. Let's get that ad out of the way and we'll, we'll kill Jill. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Okay, Kerry, go. What were you going to say? Well, when she was with the chickens and Ben, she almost sort of sounded a bit like a chicken, didn't she? She I, do you know what I was thinking as well? That it wouldn't surprise me if the actress had said, I want to go out with a bang. I want to, I don't want to just be lovely and making cakes and drift away peacefully with Leonard at my side. I wondered whether she would, she's requested to be some sort of vile creature <laughs> at the end of her career. Tough gig to defend her. Yeah. The only thing thing that I thought that maybe you could just cut her a little bit of slack was the fact that it was all done and dusted, as she said, by the time she found out. All right. So they kept her out of the loop. Who knows what would have happened? I mean, I I am guilty, as I said a couple of weeks ago, of saying, I really want to hear what David thinks about this whole pregnancy. And then David mm. came in and just shat all over the timeline. So I don't think she would have been much use to anyone. She also seems to have been completely kept out of the loop that they're selling the land, which set her off. Oh, so in... what? So well, what? I know, I, mean, I know, but I'm but... Tr- I'm I'm playing Jill's advocate here. Yeah, in well, that don't. this is why she, why she's <laughs> getting a little bit shitty. But I mean, I was doing the the side of shed Twitter on Sunday night. Mm. You were having a Chinese. Oh yeah. What's it? A, um, a delicious or succulent Chinese meal, like that man from the video. And uh, <laughs> you weren't being piled into the back of the car and no one was touching your penis, as far as I know, Carrie. No. 
So, and then I, I was so taken aback at what she said to Ben that I think I think I just tweeted, "Sorry, Jill, that's a bullshit opinion." And I think as it got record likes, it, every time I looked, I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, it was last time I looked, it was one hundred and twenty something or other. It's probably so. It's going to be more than that. I'd like to think that the majority of people thought that her take on it was oh, awful. Oh, was just how she spoke to him because Ben calmly said, "Oh, I haven't." I haven't really talked properly since everything. But what's the point? It was all done and dusted before you got rid of it. So that's a nice thing to say, isn't it? Rather than saying, I really wish you'd you know, spoken to us. And then there's massive archers thing. That child was a member of this family. Yeah, well, she did ask whether it was a boy or a girl. And he said, I don't mm-hmm. know. And she just went, hmm. the second yeah. on the reason tonight. I listened to mm. that on 1.5 speed. <laughs> her, um, <laughs> it did it did subtract a little bit of the ferocity from her delivery when she was just like, mm, no, I'll feed the chickens. Mm. But it was attack, attack, attack. Your parents didn't plan for you either. You were a surprise. And he's like, yeah, but that's different because they were in a loving married couple. Like everything Ben was saying was perfectly reasonable, wasn't it? But when he's when he said that's different, I was born into a loving married couple, I was thinking, Oh, is he adopted then? <laughs> yeah. I, that's I, not I, David and Ruth, is it? I know, I did think that at the beginning of that episode as as well, when it was Ruth and Leonard and uh she said, Oh, Ben's off helping David with the fencing and he said, Oh, it's good for him to spend time with his father. I thought Ruth was gonna be like, Well it is David, Leonard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I tell you what more mm. we got on the subject of Leonard. I went too early last week. Leonard is giving the hen house a once over. He is Leonard Cohen. <laughs> he is. Well done, Matthew. I loved that Leonard can cure depression with pergolas. I think <laughs> this needs to be more widely shared amongst the universe. You'd, we'd be seeing pergolas left, right and centre, wouldn't we? Please explain to me what a pergola is. I believe, and I'm not going to look at anything, I think it's like a sort of archway in a garden that could be freestanding and you might see roses trailing up it. And it's Maybe a lattice. You could set ivy against it and it forms this this yeah. kind of otherworldly portal that maybe Leonard has wandered <laughs> through and it's brought him into Brookfield. <laughs> and eventually he's just going to go back through the portal and Sylvia will still be alive. And Singapore <laughs> Simon, his son, who seems to have bankrupted every company he's ever worked for and then just comes back with his yeah. tail between his legs. They're still there. I get oh. the same vibes from Simon <laughs> Uh, mm. Leonard's son, as I do when Joy talks about Rochelle. <laughs> I loved it when Leonard said, He reminds me of my own son, Simon. He's not a talker. He stayed with me and, me- and he's dead. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> go on, go on. Ke- no, Kerry, you were doing so well. He came to stay with me and my dead wife, Sylvia. <laughs> and I thought, no wonder he's not talking. Yeah. <laughs> he made Dad. him stay with your dead wife. Can we please call the car? Can we ditch the funeral? <laughs> I know it's my mum, but come on. Yeah, and, he went, and it took two months. I, can't, I really can't do it. To reveal he'd lost his job and had no money. He was only 23, but he felt he'd failed. And then he said, bless, bless Leonard, that he thinks with a bit of support and some quality time with his family, he'll soon be back on track. Cue Jill. Yeah. I, mean, I really wanted Leonard to find out precisely what Jill had said to Ben. I was like, go on, Ruth, tell him, tell him. I was willing and it never did. Yeah, it seems tonight that he doesn't really, he just knows that something is up 
and he doesn't mm. really know because they're all sat there war of attrition like <laughs> horrifically around the dinner table every night the boil in the bag of rice <laughs> yeah well i thought um ruth was had cooked jill because she said i'm boiling the bag i thought she just popped her in like a pressure cooker <laughs> That's how David was going to find out. When Jill went upstairs, there was quite a long period, wasn't there, where the lenders were going, oh, she's just gone upstairs. And should I go and get her? And loads of people on Twitter were like, she's dead. She's de- <laughs> she's definitely dead. When he goes back up, she'll have died. And the, then Ruth and David would be racked with guilt. Well, David less so, but Ruth possibly, when she shouldn't be racked with guilt. That argument that you can't say sorry for, that's the thing, isn't it? And it's so recurring in dramas. Just because she died, that doesn't mean you weren't right. No. I mean, you might... Tonight, she actually said she would leave Brookfield, didn't she? Yes. Where's she going to go? This was another little debate on Twitter, wasn't it? Will she go... Will she say, oh, I'll move in with you, Leonard? Or will she go back to move in with Toboggan? <laughs> well, the, the thing was that she only moved back to Brookfield because they got burgled, didn't they? Oh, yeah. Or maybe my memory is... Maybe it wasn't a burglar. Maybe it was a pergler that made her move out in the first place. <laughs> And Leonard's kind of the architect of all of this. It was a burglary. He started putting like awnings and archways up in her garden to the point where it freaked out. That wasn't there yesterday. And it freaked her out so much she had to move out. Um, I reckon this will now, we'll now find out that Sylvia mm. is still alive. Oh. And Leonard's just been lying horribly. I don't, I don't want to turn more people against Leonard. I felt for Peter when Leonard spoke ill of Vince this week. And I was like, oh, that's tricky. Well, I've never, I've never liked him. Well, he's never said he didn't like him, has he? Have they ever really had any dealings other than when he was kind of pulling Vince off of Ben in the bull mm. the other week? I do often wonder that. I actually try and think back and think, have these people crossed paths before? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, There's too I mean, many I'm, of them to keep track, isn't there, in this yeah. bloody program? I mean, Rory and Brad have never had a run-in before this week, have they? Yeah, he knew Brad was. Mm. So, I mean, Jill, I rec- she was inexcusable. And then just literally saying, I am ashamed of you, Ben. You didn't even try to fight the termination. Does she know all the ins and outs of everything? No, and the bottom line is, what was he supposed to do? Go round mm. to... The Horobin's place, hammering on the door saying you can't have an abortion. Good luck with that. Yeah. Jazza would have skinned him, wouldn't he? And it, this leads nicely on to why is Ruth with David, doesn't it, really? Why was David not supporting Ruth? I know it's his mum, but come on. I did like the fact that even in the in the midst of her going apeshit at Jill, she still found time to go, and no wonder your son was such a prick when I showed up here as well. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, go on, get another one yes. in. Yes, that was so good. I really enjoyed it. She said, what did she say? He's a misogynistic... A sexist prig, didn't she? Or so- yeah. something to that. Yeah. But Jill didn't have dementia then. I mean, people with long enough memories. Mammaries. Well, that too. With age, that does happen. (laughs) They sort of get longer. (laughs) Well, Jill's, uh, no, Jill's Jill's cleavage has knocked me off course slightly. Um, (laughs) That's probably what, that's probably what knocked Leonard sideways when he was driving (laughs) around that race circuit. Um, (laughs) What was I going to say? You wrecked oh. me, Kerry. Oh, you've I'm bro- so sorry. You've, you've broken me. But- oh, no, I was going to say that she was foul mm. to Toby. Yes. People tend to recall it's a little bit before my archer's time that she wasn't too happy with <clears throat> Elizabeth when she had an abortion. Yeah, she wasn't. She wasn't. She's quite monstrous at times. Yeah, and those mm. of a certain 
vintage will remember she was quite disparaging about the late Grace Archer as well. Oh, yes. She was obsessed. Well, he was, he was a fair obsessed. brother, wasn't she? Grace was mm. a fair brother as well. So Yeah. And she's very passive aggressive, isn't she, as well? That's one of her many, many awful traits. I'm trying to think of any good traits, apart from that she's a sort of cake machine. And I'm not even into cakes. So... <laughs> If only she'd make more savoury items, I might like her a little bit. If she did a good pulled pork. Yeah, sausage rolls, pulled pork, you know, some slow-cooked lamb. Yeah, lovely lovely woman. Yeah, (laughs) Kerry would be like, I've completely changed my mind about you, Jill. You're an upstanding pillar of the community. But did you not love Ruth when she was going, your son's never going to say it, so I will. You need to apologise for what you said. You should have kept quiet. It was so marvellous. I think everyone was cheering and punching the air. Yeah, and Leonard again caught in the crossfire. She was like, I have an opinion on his shitty watercolours, but I don't say anything about <laughs> it. Do I? We just take them down wherever, whenever we're taking photos for Airbnb and then we put them yeah. back up again. Yeah, I was thinking if Jill died, that would make another B&B room available, which would be quite handy <laughs> for the 40 grand loan we paid back. So are you saying you don't like her, Kerry? I do not like Jill Archer. I don't like many archers, as we most of us don't like many ah, archers. Well, now, now you're off on a topic. What archers mm. do you like? I like Kenton. Yeah, because he's got a bit of sarcastic comedy element to him hasn't he he can be actually funny and he's he's sort of failed at loads of things in life hasn't he he's not been the golden boy at all yeah he's landed on his feet quite tidily with jolene at the bull but that's after quite a few struggles so he, i think he's got a bit of life experience outside of ambridge and i like how he deals with dave that kind of thing yeah he he's he he's high up on the list of sort of two of the archers that i like yeah i'd I have suppose. to go kenton tony just for pure comic value his misery is our mm. our jovial spirit is our it? entertainment yeah. yeah and um i would have said ben until recently but you know i don't same I, yeah. yeah, I don't want to kick someone when they're down, but he's just like he's the character's mm. gone into a bit of a hole, isn't he? Um and but for me, Josh has gone up. Yeah. So it's it's funny that I Josh used to really get on my nerves and I thought he was way too snarky, but now I quite like him. I don't actually like Tony. That's different from liking that silly old character being in the programme, isn't it? Actually, who would you like to hang out with? Who would you sort of spend city break with? I don't know about city break. I think I'd have a, I could have, I could stomach a pint with Tony. I mean, I tell you what, I would be absolutely crushed if I was having a pint with Tony and he yelled badger. That would kill me. <laughs> the ultimate insult, isn't it? Yeah. Mm, yeah. So what about Ben then this week? Nice to hear him and Rory back together. Yeah, Roars. Yeah, Roars is back. He's escaped the clutches of Julianne. Mm. The episode, I noticed a lot of people on Twitter had no idea who they were hearing when Julianne and Rory, which I thought was very strange because her voice to me is very distinct and so is his. But for some Mm. reason, a lot of people get very confused between the young male cast members. Yeah. And I don't, I think they even did a massive favour to people tonight where... Uh, not tonight, where it was on um, Tuesday's episode, I think, where Paul and Ben were introduced. And he said, Paul said, or Ben said, Ben Archer. And he said, and you're Paul, who worked with Alistair and Jacob. It was like an explainer <laughs> for people who were sat there going, who the f***ing hell am I listening yeah, to? I think we can distinguish Paul, though, can't we? Let's face it. 
Really? I'm starting to suspect that Paul is gay. Oh, Matthew, you can't say that. But I do think the Julianne thing, though, miss, miss hearing her voice or thinking it was a different character, there was a slight element really early on in that scene with Rory, the very first one on Monday, where she sounded a little bit like Pip. Oh, if, really? If you listen back, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there are some similarities in the voice, I guess. She's got almost got like that two-tone voice where it's got a bit of bass and a bit of treble to it as well. I think that a lot of people thought it was Helen and Lee. What? Oh, no. Not having that. No, um, but she's an amazing character, isn't she? She is very waspy and nasty and controlling. And for for a minor character who's barely ever on, she doesn't half have some punch when she turns up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think she may have put the nail in the tire of the car. Yeah, you said that. Yeah, I I, I reckon she's got Philip Moss levels of layers to this character. Ah. I mean, when she was melting Rory's phone in the orangery, Elizabeth was looking at it. I reckon when he finally opened those messages, it was a series of photos of, what's her name? Penelope, what was it? Oh, yes, Penelope Watsit. Penelope Watsit. I reckon it was a load of photos of her tied up with cable ties in her apartment (laughs) with gaffer tape over her mouth. Penelope Sanford. That's it, yeah. Because there's awful... I mean, she's dead, isn't she? She is, yeah. Because he, oh, he lied, didn't he? Which won't have gone down well with Julianne. But prior to that, when she was saying, why weren't you answering my phone calls immediately the other day? What were you doing? Just curious. You know, she goes from really diggy, diggy questions to nothing. It's all fine. You know, just just wondering. Why didn't uh, you answer my 137 phone calls, Rory? <laughs> yeah, and didn't like when he said, oh, actually, it's a reading week, so I can't see you. Oh, uh, I might have known that. Really little things, isn't it? Because he and he said something about um, the cake that his mum. Oh, my mum's gushing as as usual. I thought you might make a joke about that. <laughs> I uh, didn't. Do you know what? I was so lost in the <laughs> fact that. Has Rory ever been entirely truthful about his Ooh. background? And was he pretending his mum mum is still alive and it's all a cover that he goes home oh. and his biological mother is there and he gets a cake? Because I don't know if he's ever really told Julianne everything. You wouldn't, would you? I don't know. Oh. I don't get the impression they've had that conversation. Mm, possibly not. Well, she doesn't pay attention to when he's talking about home much, really, because she went... She just interrupted, didn't she, when he said about the yeah. Um, I mean, his mum. If she did nail the tire, that reminds me a bit of um, there's a guy called Jesse Waters who does Fox News. If you don't know who he is, he looks like a, a satanic right wing version of David Schwimmer Ross from Friends, uh- and <laughs> he divorced a couple of years ago and then married like either like a researcher or a intern at Fox News who's about twenty mm. years younger than him. He admitted on air that he let the air out of her tyres so she couldn't leave the office and he then helped her and that's what <gasps> got them together and now they're married and How have a romantic. kid together. Oh, and I, God. I think he announced this on Fox News on one of these terrible panel like mm. chat show things that they have and even one of his fellow right-wing hosts mm. just looked at him and went like, uh, that sounds a bit like you're a serial killer. Mate. Yeah, danger, danger. <laughs> yeah, high voltage. Oh, yes. So Julianne is danger high voltage, I think. I was disappointed. I thought she she was going to turn up 
in Friday's episode tonight because she'd said um, one of the days where she wanted to see Rory was Friday. So I thought she'd go, ta-da, and turn up at the hump ball or something. But I mean, she is generous. She gave Rory a bonus saying you've earned it, which is a little bit creepy. And she also took him to his favourite Geordie restaurant, Cy Y Man. <laughs> she gave him a boner and took him. I told you earlier, didn't I? I went on a sort of um, translation site where you speak into the microphone sayings. So I was going, Cy Y, Cy Y repeatedly. My family thought I'd gone I've, mad. I've never trusted those sites since I got well, a legal don't. notice. I got a legal <laughs> notice from the archers saying that I'd apparently mistranslated Natasha's Welsh in the cider shed <laughs> about four months ago, and um, she was in well, the hospital. It, I was hoping that Sai Y in Japanese. These listeners, if any of you know Japanese, tell us. I was hoping it meant something like. Pointed. Well, we could, yeah. If if anyone listening knows what it is, let us know. Do you know what a mochi is? Is that them things like little pictures on Twitter? No, that's an emoji. <laughs> I think it's some sort of cake, Matthew. Yeah, that they're going to shove a candle into. It's a little like kind of. You've probably seen them in the supermarket. If you've ever been in like an Asian supermarket, you'll see them in the freezer. Mm. They're like these. They almost look like a half a macaroon. Oh yeah, they're like a little dome shaped rice cake with a soft ice creamy filling. And, uh, it's like rice paper on the outside and like an ice cream sorbet thing in the middle. Oh, like I, I mean, for ar- me- ar- not Arctic roll. What are those things you cook? Baked Alaska. <laughs> Baked Alaska. Arctic roll. <laughs> you that, can tell I'm a 70s girl. Oh, they were minging. That, that was just sliced bread wrapped around a tube of ice cream though, wasn't it? With a bit of With jam. Some jam, yeah. I, I bloody, bloody awful. love Arctic roll. Did you? It's an Arctic roll is so much better than a Viennetta. Viennettas well, are revolting. I respectfully disagree. Oh, but, my mum wheels a Viennetta out from time to time, and I sort of point and laugh. Don't I, mum? <laughs> <laughs> it's not ice cream, that is it? What is it? Shaving foam type situation. There is some ice cream going on. Mm. I think not. So. Anyway, Ar- Rolls. I, I really want one now. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, anyone listening, please pop an Arctic roll in the post to Kerry. There is a postal <laughs> strike coming up, but hopefully it'll get to her intact. Yeah. I mean, if if we're sure, if we don't know, Susan knows some good tips for sending things in the post. She helped Helen that? with her cheese, didn't she? Because Helen sent Helen sent all that cheese. That when it arrived, it was like um, nuclear waste at the other end. <laughs> So Rory yeah. and Paul, well, I was first of all, nice to hear Rory and Ben again, all a bit awkward. I like the way that there didn't have to be this whole episode of Ben saying, well, this happened with Chelsea. And so like Rory mm. just comes in and is like, I heard, mate, bit yeah. shit. But in, in, much in the way that you'd expect any young person to talk to another young Absolutely. person about it. Like, that was shit a very happens. natural scene, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And it was that moment where, I mean, I thought Ben was more of a dickhead when they parted ways than Rory was. But Rory did, when thinking about Rory was quite nasty as well. They said things I think they both regret. So it was mm. good to hear them two together. And then enter Paul, stage left. Hiya! <laughs> <laughs> He's so sort of overblown, isn't he, on the camp front, really. I really like him. I'm glad he's there. 
at some point his phone's going to go off and it's going to be Kylie, isn't it? Or something like that. I mean, they're just <laughs> so clumsy with this. Mm, just a bit. Paul was really having the lols with Ben. Ben is chronically depressed. Instead mm. of going, no, don't want to go out, don't want to do anything, just sit and want to sit under a blanket and watch TV. And Paul's going, you're hilarious, Ben. You're, he's fantastic. <laughs> isn't he fantastic? And Rory's just like, um, yeah, okay. Yeah, I thought maybe Paul was fancying Ben at first. Mm, I but, did too. I, but but actually, Rawls likes Paul, and there there's going to be something going on here, isn't there? Oh, also, did you? I might have gone a bit mad here, but uh, Paul said that the reason he was going out on a Tuesday night was because his friend Ellie has really um, tricky shifts, and that's her only downtime. And I wasn't Ellie the name of someone Ruth. Asked Ben, oh, is your mate Ellie helping you? Oh, I don't know if it was Ellie. His ex was Evie before Beth. No, no, it wasn't. But in this week's episode, you know, when Ben said, oh, I've got loads of work to do. And Ruth said, oh, what's that friend you said? Is it Ellie? Mm, I've probably maybe. got it all wrong. No, no, no. no that, I thought I mean, there might be some connection. Maybe um, Ellie is actually a vet who's winging it and has just walked into a <laughs> hospital and pretending to be a surgeon. <laughs> Yeah, when when yeah. I listen back, it will be a totally different name. <laughs> yeah, when you listen on Sunday, it quite often often happens yeah. that, doesn't it? We say something on the podcast, and we're so bloody sure really that we've sure. got it right. Yeah. But if we called if we, like Josephine or something totally, yeah. Different. If we were in any doubt that there's some something in the stars for Rory and mm. Paul, they met up again at Lower Loxley because Paul and Alistair were there to look at um, what's his name, Cosmic Cannibal. What's, what's it called? The horse. At, Lower Loxley, <laughs> crazy. What's the horse called at Lower Loxley? I have no interest in horses. But there is a horse so at Lower Loxley. Off. It's the one oh, that Vince got on and did his back. Pensioner, pensioner. No, that pensioner was Lillian's pony when she was a kid. <laughs> the ghost of pensioner, you mean? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. There's. A... I pay oh, no attention to animals. There's, some, there's, an, <laughs> there's a a double named alliteration heavy horse at lower loxley and cranford oh crystal oh well done yeah not cosmic that just, cannibal <laughs> that, just, that just sounds like a decanter to me yeah and mm. that that's who paul was there giving a bit of oh, love yeah. to what cranford crystal got quite jumpy when alistair went behind him yeah and tried to touch his legs hey what do you think paul's morning remedy is is it a blowjob <laughs> and 12 cans <laughs> of special brew <laughs> Can the two be actually happening at the same time? <laughs> they can. Special brew is pretty powerful. What's your morning remedy? Oh, if you're hungover, not anything saucy. Okay, we're not talking about getting back on the horse, are we? We're talking about how no. we, I'm a believer in a strong black tea and oh. some, some real old heavy buttered toast with something salty okay. on it. That's my opinion. What if like? I'm if I am dead by the Some time sardines. this podcast goes out, <laughs> <laughs> what what salty thing would you have on the toast? Oh, I mean salty in in terms. I mean savory, not sweet. Sorry, that's the God bloody hell. That's ah. the Portuguese in me creeping in because they don't say savory; they say salty here. Oh, did if you try they? if you directly translate it, they go sweet, salty. Yeah, that's interesting. Obviously in salgado, so they, there Makes isn't sense. really a there isn't really a word for savory. It's just salty. Mm. And then you have to explain okay. what salty means too much salt in in English. So you have to kind of mm. get around that. But yeah, that 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 would be me. I'm not I'm not much of a sweet tooth in the morning. No, no, no. 
uh, I think full English with proper icy Coca-Cola, either Pepsi. I prefer Pepsi to Coca-Cola, but full fat. No, none of this sweeteners nonsense. Bloody hell. Um, I was with you until you got to the drink, Kerry. But that oh, it's got to be drink... something cold and sweet. You need the sweetness a bit in the drink to make your head sort of stop being a raisin. <laughs> You know, Peter, Peter and I are often accused of going slightly off topic. Um, oh, no, 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 this, this is this on topic. Is, morning well, remedy. We, yeah, I guess, I guess. The idea of drinking a Coca-Cola in the morning is just hell on earth for me. It's not the morning, is it? I suppose. Well, yeah, I know it's morning well, When remedy, do you but... probably wake up well, when... <laughs> after a heavy sesh? If it's a heavy sesh, it wouldn't be the morning, would it? Well, speak for yourself. I mean, I, I am. I, I, I would can't never remember share the last it. time I was. Yeah, <laughs> I would never share this information on air. But you know, <laughs> Kerry has. I've been waking up. A co- no, I am totally sharing it on air. What the fuck am I talking about? I've I've been waking up in the morning, and Kerry hasn't even gone to bed yet in the chat. So it does happen. Yeah, I've done a few all nighters. Only not many can count them on one hand. Can uh, you in, in recent years? <laughs> <laughs> in the last week no 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 yeah full english and pepsi cola uh in terms of the the naughty uh yeah get back on the horse kind of things well the bloody mary is the obvious one isn't it oh, i thought but you were quite... gonna say a wank is really good <laughs> which it is isn't it let's face it a hangover wank yeah it is yeah um watch you out but i quite like a blizzard which is that i think i've shared this before on one of our oh socials which is um <laughs> it is a either rum or whiskey choose your choose your weapon mm-hmm. uh, a bit of sugar syrup lime juice and cranberry juice and you shake it all up with ice and it makes this really fruity Ooh, punchy drink that and sounds that gets good you, yeah. i thought for one awful moment you were going to say you pop a raw egg in or something <laughs> no i've <laughs> never drank anything that involved that I just, I always thought that yeah. I used to see those freaks in like News of the World magazine, like with really ridiculous muscles but tiny legs. And they would always put their <laughs> diets in. It was like, oh, you ate raw eggs for breakfast. I was like, how have you not shat your brains out, mate? Like, why is. Because there weren't any have. brains to sh- shat out, to shit out. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> well, now way, we've did, gone off topic, haven't we? We have. Did Rory, call, did Rory say Vince had always been a grade A shart? Oh. I hope so. Shark. It was shark. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that bit where they was talking to Ben and he said... um, I do like the idea of sharks being graded. Yeah, a grade A A grade D shark. Oh, no one wants that. (laughs) Yeah, ungraded. (laughs) (laughs) Um. F fail (laughs) oh god we found the level have we oh sharting yeah um sorry no there was that bit where um rory said to ben have you seen beth and ben said it's a nightmare (laughs) (laughs) yeah sort of going have you seen beth yeah it's not good is it And I, I think Ben, Ben's got a new medical condition. I'm surprised he hasn't been able to di- diagnose himself because he went out into the field oh, to help <laughs> to help Ben to help his dad with the fence posts. And then yeah. they, then he was wor- worrying about the fact that Bess isn't following the orders. 
that he's now been giving her, she's becoming mm-hmm. too belligerent. Oh, so yeah. he might have a post-traumatic oh. best disorder. <laughs> You've muted yourself, you bastard. I'm just meanwhile just loudly guffawing. No, I didn't. I didn't. I was just. I was like. It was one of those. Like, is that actually what I was wanted to say? But okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. The best obsession because Ruth was like, "Oh, you're gonna study for university. Oh, give it your best shot, even though you've dropped out and you've missed loads and you've got to give it." And he was like, "No, I need to be with Bess for ages now. Really? Do you? <laughs> Why?" Paul had that awkward moment. Where he was saying, you know, it's good to see you smiling. And Ben was like, what do you mean? Mm. He was like, well, uh, and I thought it's like, has he got wind of it? Obviously, because obviously Alistair, Alistair knew, or Alistair was helping Chelsea even yeah. behind Jazz's back, wasn't he? Because mm. of the proximity and the, the relationship between them, the two families. Yeah. But then there was that point where he was like, no, it's just that I used to see you walking with your girlfriend <laughs> yes. and the dog. And then suddenly I saw you with just the dog. And, um, and he was like, you know, but and then they had that cat dog off, didn't they? And he went, she, you know, she's very pretty, hairy, lovely, hairy coat. And I was like, is he talking about Beth or is he talking about Bess here? Yeah, the cat dog person flirty sort of banter stuff. <clears throat> well, it wasn't. Yeah, it was a bit flirty. I think that's when I thought he fancied Ben. Uh, literally, two men cannot speak to each other in a slightly jolly way without thinking they fancy each other. I thought that too. I thought also they made Paul sound a little bit put out when Rory said, I'm here to see Freddie. And he went, oh, Freddie. Like he was going to get jealous. Yeah. Who's that slag? (laughs) (laughs) You're a cat person, aren't you? I'm a cat and a dog person. Don't judge. I'm cat sitting this weekend, actually. I've got to look after, I've got to go over and look after Shakira and Aurora. Do her hips not lie? They don't, particularly when they um they get inside the litter tray. Oh God! Grade yeah. F shirt. <laughs> um, we haven't talked about the c- ball. Oh dear, oh dear. Yeah, that's the thing that I took down the least amount of notes about. Yeah, the only thing I think we talked about this before we started recording was that suddenly everyone reverted to type. And you had Oliver there going, mm. "Oh, it, it doesn't matter. There's no hierarchy at the ball." Sometimes the stable hands and the grooms come. We sit on them, but, you know, that's just totally normal. <laughs> and Elizabeth started going, this is ridiculous. Where is everybody? Like, you know, I've got seafood on ice and sh- tell Chelsea to stop pouring champagne. It was like some bad My Restaurant <laughs> reality show, wasn't it? And then she asked, yeah. Rory, thir- you know, could you just spare 30 minutes before you go on your date with someone who I pre- who I presumed was a woman, so... You know, that's a bit weird. I have to, I had forced to try and remember whether Elizabeth mm. knows the whole story with Rory because yeah. he, he, it's only about two and a bit years since he came out to Brian and Jenny. He was like, well, the yeah. thing is, would you want another glass of wine, Rory? Yeah, that's fine. Just the thing is, like, uh, I'm bisexual. And then Jenny went, oh, great. <laughs> yeah. Bran, more, did you hear that, yeah. Bran? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. More pie? Yeah, you know? who cares? <laughs> But yeah, and then Rory was suddenly like out in the car, going, hey, you there, boy, get to the back. What are you doing? Oh, Brad, it's you. And I was just like, oh, well, if you really want to sell the idea that it's not an elitist thing, then don't start talking to people like shit. 
I mean, they they weren't exactly stop oil, were they? Me and Brad, no, they just put up a really. bunch of signs making people stop their cars. I mean, most people in the country would just fire up the GPS and say, on maps, and say, no, there's no flood, keep going. Yeah, because when Oliver was really like, oh, bloody marvellous, this, you know, Caroline loved it and, um, you know, it brings everyone. And after COVID, this, this now, this year, it's going to really be the start of bringing new life. Uh, Brad just kept sort of going, you really like this, don't you? <laughs> you really like this. You love this ball, don't you? <laughs> it was a very guilt-tripping moment. Um, of huge proportions and then poor Brad was trying to call Mia wasn't he okay, Mia Mia but she didn't pick up in the yeah, room abort, sort of abort. Go, we've made a terrible mistake yeah he's doing sort of a slashing motion across his neck <laughs> in the rain but her she wanted to plow and then now she's the last words from her this week were what can we sabotage next <laughs> and it's this is also being balanced against the fact that you've got Oliver there going I think they should be, whoever did that should be severely punished for putting out some road signs and delaying well, us for 30 minutes. Well, it's definitely someone really smart and someone probably who works there and uh, probably someone who knows someone who doesn't really like hunting animals. Who could it possibly be? <laughs> yeah. And at the same time, Mia's very astute and uh, I and don't know. Brad's I mean, a clever lad, isn't he? And he works yeah. there. I mean, you you were a teenager once, Kerry, so was I. Can you imagine having a whale of a time at a maths weekend in Manchester? Hang on, you're going to tell me you you would, wouldn't you? Because you said well, you Well, my like... mum's a maths teacher, isn't she? Yeah. That does you... not mean that I would say yes to that, though. Mm. No. Mind you, hotel with breakfast included. But there's going to be some horrible scene where Oliver discovers that this boy that he has mm. poured his heart and soul into was the person that made him pull over in a lay-by for 20 minutes isn't there <laughs> and and got um eddie's wing mirror smashed off yeah i but, mean you know, or is mia gonna go too far and brad's gonna be you know kind of the person mia no and then oliver was like oh it was you two all along that's it that new maths book i bought you brad <laughs> going back to the shop i think mia needs to just go and do all of this herself and stop bullying other people into her activities for one thing get you know do your thing mia by all means and you deal with the consequences of doing your thing brad needs to say no i'm not doing your thing because it is her thing it's not his he's only doing it because he wants a bit of mia isn't he does he though i i've I felt that that's He's drifted from that a bit. Why is he doing this then? Why is he going along with it? I don't know. They did that whole thing. She thought it was genius that he said, oh, we came down here for a snog. Mm. <laughs> Liz was like, okay. I mean, like everyone's pulled that trick. And I remember me and a friend years ago discovered that the third floor of this nightclub that we were in had a bar that they closed off, but you could just walk straight through the door and pour your own pints. Oh, nice. This girl was like, <laughs> if security come in, we start snogging. I was like, okay. Yeah, what's not to like about that, Jake? No, perfect. Uh, you know, I, I, in hindsight, I often wonder if it was part of the plan. It didn't happen anyway. Security didn't come in. So what good little reference I thought there was Paul said that he thought he was the second person in the last year to say, get off my land. Can you remember <laughs> the first one? I can't remember that Paul said it. He did. He said he, he was worried that they would spot him as an outsider at the at the ball. Oh. And he would say that they would say, get off my land. And that was said once before 
when Brian was chatting with Stella and he said, you know, there's an old farmer saying and Stella went, what, oh, yeah. get off my land? <laughs> oh, Stella, I miss her. Although I couldn't remember her name in our WhatsApp yeah. group the other day. Yeah, so that's true. I just said it? Lucy Speed. I miss her. Yeah, that woman, the woman that Lucy Speed you know. plays. <laughs> that one, it's like, you know, I think my <laughs> mum once said, you know, you know what I'm talking about, that one with the face. Like, oh, well, God, that's yeah. It. That's everyone. My mum does that all the time. It's hilarious. I did yeah. like the fact that Paul referenced the movie Get Out. Are you oh, familiar yeah. with that? I, it's ringing a bell. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen it. Yeah, yes. the Jordan My Peele film. told me all about it. He literally described the whole film to me and the kids. Oh, okay. So I don't, well, I don't need to go and see it. <laughs> it's, it's still worth a see because it's, I is mean, it? it's, it's just so shocking. Yeah. Um, I, dear listener, I would recommend Get Out by jo- director Jordan Peele. Definitely go and see it. Something has happened. We received an email, didn't we? We did receive an email from the lovely David Wilcox. Hello to the three of you. Firstly, thank you for the last couple of years of making my guilty pleasure in asterisks of Archer's listening seem like I'm normal. See, that's what we do. We try. (laughs) We make the abnormal seem normal. I wasn't in on the podcast quite from the start, but I heard Matthew on BBC Radio 5 Live talking about the Champions League final when he shamelessly got a plug-in and did a quick catch-up, and I've been listening avidly every week since then. See, Matthew, that was not in vain. It wasn't in vain either because Chelsea won the Champions League the next day. Anyway, he goes on to say... (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This bit's the more interesting bit, uh, sod the Champions League. Lifts without doors? For f***'s sake, do your research, will you? I grew up in a in close proximity to Leicester University in the early 70s and the paucity of trampoline parks and laughing gas canisters that the youth of today seem to enjoy meant we had to take our fun where we could get it. This meant that most weekends my mates and I would play TIG, great word, that's what we used to call it, or hide and seek in one of the uni buildings that had absolutely no heavy-handed security back in those simpler times. We would chase each other up and downstairs and the Paternoster in capital letters. Even as a snot-nosed youth in the East Midlands, we knew it was called a Paternoster, not a bloody up and downy lift type thing with no <laughs> doors. Um, Wikipedia has a marvellous animation of how Paternosters work. Keep on making my archers listening even more enjoyable. There's the link right there, which we can share somehow. Uh, it is ter- truly terrifying that amination. Am- Ambridge Nation. Um, yeah, how did you dare to get in and out of those things? Oh, it's it's, a, it's such an early memory that yeah. sometimes, you know, sometimes I think I can remember it and sometimes I think I can't and I convince myself that maybe I was just told it was there. But no, I, oh. I definitely did. I definitely did go on. Isn't a Paternoska what Leonard built in the garden? Oh, for God's sake, the pergola. There is a Paternoster Square, isn't there, in London? Yeah, is, is that because... That was, that was interesting, <laughs> But but I don't know if it's the name of a person, Paternoster, who designed. Oh, anyway, we should have probably done some research. We should have. I mean, the email the email is basically given as a kicking because we didn't know what the lift was called in the first place, and now we're like, thanks for telling us, and we know nothing other than the name that you've just given us. I yeah, I mean, I don't. I've never heard that word in my life. You said that you went to you went to the Wikipedia page. 
and said that it actually mentioned Fairfax House. It did. Bristol, yes. yeah. Sadly, it was under the little link saying, um, not link, headline saying, um, Paternoster's still in activity now in the UK, but your one was greyed out because it isn't in activity. That's not the right word. But, you know, it's not actually in use um, any longer. I'm pretty sure Fairfax House was demolished in a very early age. Oh, yeah, it was demolished when you went to see Father Christmas. Yeah, during it, actually. My list was just too big. Santa, like, kind of signaled to the elf. He was like, okay, get the wrecking ball. This kid's gone nuts. He's asked for three big tracks. <laughs> if people do want to get in touch via email, they can get in touch at hello at com. Kerry, where can they find us on Twitter? We're at the Cider Shed Pod, and um, we're breaking seven. Two seven two thousand seven hundred and eighteen followers. But it's I was thinking today, like, we're doing so well there and Twitter oh, there's a dog barking. <laughs> that is not me. <laughs> Kerry's dinner has arrived. <laughs> Twitter's about to bloody fall off a cliff, isn't it? Just at the point where we've got really decent amounts. Yeah, well I think once they find the podcast, we're all right in that respect. I wouldn't worry too much. I mean El- I honestly think Elon Musk is just gonna get bored of it in about six weeks and sell it to someone else. Rory can buy it. I hope it's not the death of Twitter. I love Twitter. We've had two marvellous five star reviews as well, Matthew. Okay, go for it. One from Dave Lempf. Headline, fantastic, it gets better and better. A forensic, I don't know about that, insight. I think think David (laughs) Lenth might be rewriting that interview after this episode. (laughs) Frantic, maybe. Forensic insight of all the misfits who live in Ambridge done in an intelligent and very funny way. Thank you, Dave. The other one was from Project Bus. Great stuff is the title. Love the podcast, guys. Having discovered you on Twitter, I have never missed an episode. Look forward to it every week. Thanks. Oh, and another review that I must mention is by TRTOC85, who unforgivably we forgot to mention last week. Top TA podcast. Listening to the Cider Shed is like dirt in the pub. I mean, who wants anything more than that? <laughs> with your mates chatting. You won't always agree with their views. What? Hey, hang on. No, stop reading. But but it's lots of laughs. And let's not forget Pat Chat. Oh, I've mentioned Pat Chat now. Keep up the good work, guys. This podcast makes my Saturday love you all. Too much? Nah. Pat Chat. Pat Chat. Pat Chat. Did you like your jingle, Matthew? Oh, wonderful. I love David. Yeah, I don't really think I said I love David. I said I love and then said David is always going on about servicing the pulsators. It was a broken sentence, but okay, you know, I'll take it. Mm. The funniest thing is uh, my other half then reminded me that they have seen the Venga Boys in concert. So, I mean, that's a worse crime than loving David, really, isn't it? Well, they, you know, I accidentally saw Brian Ferry once because I didn't realise he was playing at the festival I was at. Um, oh, she yeah. accidentally saw the me. she accidentally saw the Venga Boys. She was at a fan zone in Holland during the 2016 World no 2014 World Cup mm. for a Holland v whoever the hell they were playing game. Yeah, it was Holland versus Australia, which weirdly enough was being played at Berahio in Porto Alegre, which is her home city. 
And she was watching a football match in her home city on a fan zone screen in Holland. And the Wenger boys bloody rocked up at half time and just started doing a bunch of numbers. And they're like, I bet that was quite fun. Speaking of the World Cup, looking forward to that, even though it's very controversial and awful, conflicting and what what not. What's the uh, state of our fantasy football league, Matthew? I really sucked it last week and did really badly, but I will tell you the table as it appears to me. The beauties with Julie Fremantle running away with it. 21 Mm. points clear at the top. Andrew Beasley in second place. L.A. Brown in third. Warbis Dream Team, mm. don't know who they are, in mm. fourth. Sound great. Audrey Cameron in fifth. Carolyn Cooper in sixth. Um, then you, oh God, Liam, who helped me set up the, the, the league, is in tenth. Penny Fletcher, eleventh. Um, I'm in twelfth. I'm down. I've been dropping like a stone. Uh, Neil Wallington in thirteenth. And then we go down the table. Let's keep going. Then it goes Catherine Dorrell in fifteenth. Adam Pearce, 16th, Hugh Parker, 17th, Jonathan Jackson, 18th, Plant Pot, which is Judy Scott, in 19th, Mary with Linda's Llamas in 20th, Emily Crew in 21st, and in 22nd place. <laughs> <laughs> Who could it be? Relegate the Archers, Peter Fickling. <laughs> How many points, just out of interest? He scored exactly the same points as I did last week. Yeah, but, but total, total points. Um, 580. And oh, you have to five. balance that. Yeah. <laughs> Ju- Julia's got 924. Um, you're on, you, are, you are on 888, which is considered luck, isn't it, in some cultures? Yeah. Is it? Yes. Oh. I think in Chinese culture, the eight, as many eights as possible, is considered lucky because oh, there my... We go. My cousin used to work for the like the DVLA, and a lot of people would ask for that as their personalised number plates to have as many eights. By the way, I didn't mention our Instagram and our Facebook. So Instagram is the same as Twitter at the Cider Shed Pod, and we have a Facebook group which is called the Cider Shed Podcast. Kerry, yeah, we only went and forgot the fucking second ad, didn't we? Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. 
That's stamps.com. Code program. So, Kerry, you, you've teased all of the listeners by telling them that you're now going to climb into bed. I told you that, not the listeners. Oh, did you? I thought you said yes. it on air. That was off oh, air. Now, well, now I've told the listeners. <laughs> I did say to Matthew prior to him hitting record that um, it didn't matter like how long it took because I've got no plans other than to go to bed as soon as this recording is. Yeah. Kerry also asked me if I could hear her fangita. Yeah. yeah, I've got a fangita next to me on the floor, fan heater. How many days now? In how many? Is it week? 10 in the no boiler house this is week nine in the no boiler house the plumber's been today put well yesterday and today put the boiler up yesterday thermostat issues came back today still thermostat issues the flu was making funny noises we can't use it still he's put a shower in though we've got a better shower it's just an ongoing hideous chippy chippy saga pray for me everybody even though they don't work <laughs> are you saying our <laughs> listeners don't work kerry <laughs> yeah i am <laughs> I like okay that. well on on that note um that's in- <laughs> no, insulted the, the employment integrity of the entire listenership um <laughs> we will be back next week yes let's hope we've had a more of a ruth and jill blowout let's hope we've had julianne <gasps> throwing penelope sanford off edinburgh's highest building yeah, and, Paul um, and Rory at it. Yeah, and Julianne walks in. Yeah, it is getting quite good, isn't it? Again, yeah, I, I, I think. Th- I'm not looking forward to Mia and Brad getting busted and Oliver's. I don't. We don't need any more heartbreak for Oliver. No, but you know, I think Oliver, Brad, and Oliver will be fine. It will be fine. I have every confidence that Brad will just sort of say, "Look, I didn't really want to do it. She made me do it." Um, I love you, Oliver, and what you're doing for me is great. It will all be fine. It won't stop the bed and breakfast situation, which is not the maths, but the important thing. Well, and the bed and breakfast thing is a Christmas thing, isn't it? No, but do you know what? It is to be interested in what happens next week is an absolute bonus. It is, isn't it? Yeah, and I actually am interested. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm going to look ahead to the episode descriptions. And um, listen, guys, take care and we will see all of you next week. Bye. See you next week. Pensioner. Pensioner.